Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We're bouncing over to Puerto Rico, which is pretty exceptional because when this episode airs, it's going to be nice and cold where I'm sitting in Chicago. Um, it is my pleasure to introduce you to the CEO of Philanthro Investors. He is a huge expert in philanthropic capitalism. And so I'm so excited to hear all of their projects and everything they have going. So welcome to the program, Sky Logan. Yeah, thank you, Allison. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I, I love your content, the stuff you push out. So I'm, I'm excited to have a have a chat today. Well, I love the topic. It's very important to me. As, as my listeners know, if they've been following me, I spent many years in business and then I flipped and now I take all my business skills and lead large-scale nonprofits and so what I'm excited to talk to you about is, is you're taking all of your lovely business and history skills and using them in a unique way for social impact. And I want our listeners to know um, that Sky is a two-time Inc. 500 executive, um, and he can tell us a little bit more about his background. But Sky, tell us what wonderful things Philanthro Investors does for the world today. Yeah, well, I absolutely would love to. So we, what Philanthro Investors does is we simply combine traditional venture capital financing tools, capitalism, uh, with philanthropic principles to achieve social global impact, solve global you know, planetary problems while still making money. So philanthropy and investing. So we want to convince, because there's no reason why someone cannot do both of them at the same time, make money and impact the globe. So that is what we are constantly saw. And that's what we're doing uh, on a day-to-day, month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter basis. So, And what I love is the scale of the, of the focus, because if you have venture capitalists who want to um, come to you or anybody with big pockets of money, right, Sky? Anybody with big pockets of money can come to you. Um, yeah. There's There's quite a variety of things that you offer so that it's not just one aspect. So let our listeners know um, about some of these wonderful programs and projects that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have the, we're mainly in 10 different verticals, what we call life essentials. So we've all heard the rule of three, right? Three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food kind of thing. So those are obvious. So those are verticals we're in, uh, air, water, uh, but health, these are, this is essential, uh, housing, energy, structures, uh, animals, education, of course. People have to be educated, which is huge. And it all, all goes back to educating uh, in any of my, um, my holistic centers, facilities that I uh, built out in California and stuff. It always came to you have to educate in your treatment clinics and various things like that. And art, we believe in art. Um, art is an aesthetic, it's a beauty. If you start removing that from the, the, the world, which is an in- interesting thing that we push is, I mean, you just, 
right now, unfortunately, it's it's being being demoralized. Uh, art, uh, it's being adulterated. Um, you know, my wife and I we combined. We're a bit of a Brady bunch, but uh, we have six kids together, uh, and I see it's just stuff on my kids' iPads sometimes. And my oldest is twenty-one. My youngest is five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the spread. It, I've got a spread too. I love the spread. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, so it's just disgusting what I, I see in there. So art is absolutely something that uh, that we want to get into. So we have a lot of so. Uh, we have some of those filled out. We're constantly, I have a, a short stack of um, companies on my, my desk here that people want to partner with us because um, they need a big brother. They need someone in this area that can provide the uh, consultancy. Uh, they're an innovative founder in food, like ag tech. Uh, and he's got some technology on bettered soil, black soil, this, or whatever the, the biofuel systems they might have but they don't know the go-to-market strategy. They don't know how to scale. They don't know how to set this stuff up where me and my team do. So they need that person as advisory. They need a partnership. They don't, they're not looking for an equity, you know, be acquired particularly, but they just, they'll give up some equity, some piece of it to get a big brother and that has a, a huge network. You know, so we have a global network. Our environmental company, Z-Loop, uh, we're cleaning up plastics. We built that up to about 17,000-ish users. Um, that's incorporated at Dubai. Uh, we're working to implement a, an entire collection and recycling program in the country of Argentina with an ex-president and five-time governor down there doing some work in uh, Nigeria, Jordan, um, cross. And so those markets are going really well environmental, our housing company, uh, we have really pretty, you know, a growing uh, portfolio. We're providing housing for needy families. It's mainly in the U S market. Um, our average cap rate, I uh, think I was telling you just, just prior last quarter, I think was average cap rate was 11.93%. So it's an nice. area. Yeah. yeah. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to like with Z loop with our environmental company, there's phones everywhere. Here's a resource. It's a SWOT analysis, right? Here, here's a, here's an asset that we have phones. We also have people in India, tons of people all over Mumbai. But the problem is you got plastics all over the place. So good. How do I leverage phones? How do I leverage people? So that was kind of like utilizing these. It's just like any entrepreneur, Allison, things you did in, 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 or anyone would do in business. Things that I would do in, in, in my prior businesses that I exited out of or built or et cetera, et cetera. So the cognition, the realization was, why don't I apply my entrepreneurship to the nonprofit world? It's fabulous. Uh, all right. Uh, so we did that. Housing or water, fantastic health company, uh, water company, um, food tech company right now throughout the U.S., um, Mexico, Central America. Um, so we have a lot of great projects that are I would probably talk your ear off on everything that we're doing in these various things. So I want our listeners to know just from everything you've said and in, in- um, and I've had the chance to chat with Sky, who's a very down to earth person as he's just like name dropping all these projects in all these countries. But I always encourage my listeners, you know, Sky is somebody you should connect to on LinkedIn just because um, at Disruptive CEO Nation, we like to talk people that are touching innovation. And and I think Sky, that that is reflective of a lot of the projects that you all are, are working on. I want to take a step back because- I think there's something different for somebody that wants to be a social impact founder, like building a, a, a B Corp kind of company or a company that has a social conscious to it. 
I think it's a little bit more of a difficult path, like more boxes you have to check or more things you need to think about as you have your, you know, maybe more public scrutiny. What What are your thoughts on that or advice you give to these companies that you're working with as they're building? Yeah, there absolutely is. And these are conversations I love to have with individuals. I'm like, hey, how I, I want to do some more hard work or uh, a nonprofit or I have a for-profit or I have five for gentleman who's wanting to partner with us he's got five for-profits but he wants to start up a you know nonprofit throughout the caribbean islands and but he he's not never been in that that area and he needs some some help so yeah there we are there there are some things you have to look at and consider um that's for sure just in any any new market you go into or new uh it's not your wheelhouse so you need to get mentored. Mentoring is a huge thing that you and I have done throughout our lives. We find something good. I don't know the answers. I'm the dumbest guy in the room. That's fine. Just be smart enough to recognize that and go find someone who knows the answers. Uh, it'll shorten your curve. I mean, that's what the whole point of an uh, you know accelerator is. Incubator accelerators. It's good to get mentored. Maybe receive a little bit of seed capital. You know, um, and that's kind of what we do. We're a venture studio for philanthropic enterprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that. Um, I want to come back to a little bit of a deeper dive on one of those specific projects and how the path works from um, a venture capitalist or somebody, angel investor, somebody that's got the money and how you help pair them with the right investment. Can you give us a little, any insight into that? Yeah, just that uh, conversation. Uh, if they want, you know, what is the interest level? So we do an initial. So our our team, our whether it's a fund manager, you know, my water fund, or it's our housing fund that we're building out, or um, I have a new multi donor fund building out to 100 million. Um, so whatever they're interested in, if it's, if it's strictly investment, or they want to donate to any of the the PI, they trust PI, and they just want to give to the philanthropic the PI network. Fine. But usually, Allison, they come in, I, I talk with you and good, like, oh, Sky, I want to uh, poverty. I want to handle child poverty and specifically throughout the African continent. OK, I've got someone for that, you know, and it's that interview and the connection. I want to be that. Uh, I always remember if you remember the, the, the Matrix movies and I remember this guy, the Merovingian, probably a bad analogy, but I always love the term Merovingian. You know, he just he knows data and he makes connections to people. You know, I always like that that beingness of good. I know people, I know someone for that. I know this and that, and that's, uh, that's fantastic. But it is talking to that person as an individual investor and they might not be accredited. They might only be able to do this donation of, you know, five, 10, or, you know, smaller portions. And so that's that conversation to qualify them, see where they're at, see what they want to do. Cause a philanthropy investor, we define a philanthropy investor as someone who invests money and time engaging emotionally to promote human welfare, right? I want to, I don't need your money. I don't need just your money. I need you to talk. I need you to convince people to deploy venture capital funds that's being put in different sectors that in huge funds, you have no idea what your money's, you're making money off of. If I told you what your money, you're making money on your returns are on and you didn't support you, you i have so many times had these conversations i'm like you gotta be kidding me that's what they're investing in like yep yep so it's bringing up that awareness what you're making money on and do you support those projects and they can come to us and they can have a control of it 
So they, they make a return, they can have a say in where it's going and it's benefiting the planet. And it's just, it's a win-win all the way around. Well, I think even for an individual to know, um, you know, where your money's going and the good news is, is today there's so many, um, we interviewed, uh, a guest in the past and now the the business name escapes me so I'm, I'm going to apologize to them um but they run a firm that does all the data analysis in Europe of of types of investing so that you can apply all the right lenses whether it's a gender lens whether it's a social good lens whether it's a no um weapons type of lens so i i think the fact that um philanthropic investors allows people with this money that want to invest a way to easily apply a lens to the things that they care about and most importantly avoid the things they want to stay away from um i think that's really important so i thank you for offering that yeah yeah you're welcome the other thing that we solve is a lot of these people don't know where to go like oh yeah i want to help uh i want to i mean i have a huge passion for whatever maybe human trafficking you know solving that issue or whatever it is but they don't have a system they don't have a team like we do an exact due diligence checklist and how to vet the team how to vet the company how to look through the strategic plan like really verify who this people these people are and verify that hey the investors always want to make money but there's this happy spot of making money and where the the Philanthrop, the problem is not being solved. I'm an 80-20 rule guy, but I don't like when 80% of the funds are being spent in pockets, deep pockets. You know, um, I want people to make lots of money, that's for sure. But I want the problem solved. If both of those are happening, which they can, then it's a winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? So, <laughs> but whenever you have an NGO or you have these programs where we're we're all donating to, and I won't name names in these, but and you still have problems, that is just, that's an utter failure. Like if I give you $50 million of seed money, I expect some progress, right? I expect some solutions. Yeah. I, you know, and in and any, any accelerator, anyone who's deploying capital, whether no matter what series around they're in would expect some kind of progress. But I, I have personally been boots on the ground. I spent 13 years in full-time volunteer work. So I have seen a lot of this um, firsthand. And it's, it's just, it's a huge waste. And the problem really isn't being solved. So. Well, I know when I started, like I said, when I stepped out of business and started working with NGOs, um, I learned a lot more about the phrase, you know, root cause, like, yeah. you know, we need to change our strategies that we're not just, you know, giving away nice money or doing things that look good in the photos, but that we're really addressing the root cause. And sometimes the root cause is difficult because because people can't get as much heartstrings around it, um, but you know that it will solve problems. Hey, Sky, you mentioned about your years of volunteering, so let's just let's just take a moment and get to know you a little bit better on your background, your journey, um, why become the CEO for Philanthro Investors. So, give us a little insight into who Sky is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have done a lot of different business um you know i was at the uh like all of us we were around for the inception inception of the internet uh started the internet business tech business in, in 94 95 etc um did have a tech biz split um you know pretty much self-taught in all my business all my entrepreneurship 
from an early age. I'm probably the last of my generation that had a paper route. And, you know, but that's an official business. I mean, you're, you know, you're only 12, 13, 15 years old type of thing, but it's an official business. You have to learn marketing. You got to go knock doors. You have to get yourself up at 4.35 in the morning and, and wrap papers, rain, snow, no matter what, where you're at. So you have to learn these, these basic skills. Uh, and I was really glad that I did that. Uh, so from that <laughs> to the tech world, learning marketing, learning sales, how to be a, a great personality, how to uh, be very personable, how to deliver a great product. Uh, all these things you learn in, in, in everything that, you know, even at an early age, tech business, uh, split the partnership, it didn't go too well, but split that next 13 years, full-time volunteer work. So I've always had, and even at a young age, I was raised uh, very, in a religious family, very spiritual, uh, always giving back, right? Always giving back. And that was always part of the heart work was always part of everything we did in our family and, and stuff. And my problem is that I had with that, that, you know, um, I, my wife and I, we have six kids together. And so whether I'm doing mortgages, mortgage brokerage or realtor, having real estate brokerage, selling residential real estate or multifamily units, uh, putting these together, no matter the work I'm doing or our three, I helped create an inpatient drug and alcohol detox center and rehab, a holistic one using, had three different doctors and vitamin IV therapy and la, 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 la. So, and it was to solve a problem. Pharma, people weren't detoxing properly off of pharmaceuticals. They were leaving on more meds than they were, they came on most of the treatment centers. So we went to solve that and we did. So just like any entrepreneur, you see a problem. I didn't agree with the problem. I'm going to solve the problem. So, but so I, no matter work I was doing and with my, after work, there's family time. I'd left so little time after my humanitarian, for humanitarian and philanthropic work. So uh, Ivan, my, my friend and the founder of Philanthropy Investors reached out to me at one point and I, it just, it, we hit it off. I mean, I know, you know, Ivan, anyone that knows Ivan, he's such a, a big, lovable, uh, charismatic Ivan is guy. a burst of energy. So um, <laughs> we're talking about Ivan Ans and, um, and we've had the opportunity to interview, interview him and, and you, you can't help but feel uplifted after you've been in Ivan's presence. That's right. Absolutely. And so I was praying for postulating for a change and literally within 24 hours, Allison, and most of my life is this way, just this man, master manifester kind of thing. Boom. Gets a call. Sky, I feel a need to talk to you kind of thing. And so we hit it off, started having a conversation and it was about philanthropy investors and just turning over this project to me as a partner and CEO uh, and I, I just was off and running. I'm like, man, this is perfect because I can do, continue to con build legacy and wealth for my family, uh, and my, my downline and, uh, uh, and change the planet, which is what, what do I wanted to do? I wanted to figure out how to sustain myself, make money and change the planet. Like not small projects. I don't usually get involved in, uh, small, I, I do, but global, huge, like I'm talking, I want to move, like create country regulations and, and move the needle on a big global scale, you know? So this, I have the platform to do that in the system and that's what I'm creating. So. Which project, I know there's so many projects that you mentioned earlier, but if you had to pick one that you're really super, super excited about right now, can you share with us just one that you're like, this is the bomb. This is fantastic. 
Oh, you're going to get me in trouble, Allison. I was kidding. I know. I, we said before we wouldn't <laughs> pick one of your kids. Um, <laughs> you so... pick one of your kids, you're going to get in trouble. So <laughs> they are all absolutely fantastic. Uh, and it has happened where they like, I immediately will get a call. Sky, why did you say blah? You know, <laughs> uh, they're all absolutely fantastic. Uh, they're all the best uh, innovative technology and founders and teams that I can find in each of the verticals. Uh, our water company right now, uh, one of the subsidiaries in there is um, Water on Demand is on a path to NASDAQ at the moment. Um, so that's always a fun project if you've ever helped a company go public. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, some some good. Uh, Have they rung the bell yet or that's what they're going to do? They're going to get public and go ring the bell. That's right. Exactly. So anyone interested in that, if the opportunity in that area in the water sector and <clears throat> in, in industrial and ag uh, water systems. And so there's that. Our health company, uh, Files Health Network, is doing massively awesome things. I'm really excited about Files. That's going to be it's just what they're doing on predictive. Because uh, because I, I I'm a I'm a holistic guy for sure. Uh, my my detox rehab centers were holistic. I've been holistic my whole life. I have more vitamins and minerals in my cabinets than I do meds. Uh, so. Phyllis is going to be tremendous because I, I believe we are in a, a disease-based model. Uh, unfortunately, and it's a bit different conversation, but, you know, unfortunately, there's certain people that just want us to be kind of quiet and sick and they make money on it. And I don't like that. So it's something I'm working to change. So Phyllis is leading, going to be spearheading a lot of change in that area. So I'm really excited for that. Um, so, yeah, there's there's two of them. Well, thank you for that. As we keep talking, I, I just want to give kudos to your wife. Every time you mention six kids and then all the things that you are doing and have your hands in, I I just, uh, she must be a very exceptional lady. So I'm she is. throw that out there. She is. And even if we didn't have kids, her just tolerating me for this long, that's, I give her, she needs a, a, a huge Grammy award or something. I don't know. <laughs> a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I just could imagine her trying to keep up at the dinner table with all of your projects and all of your new new things. Um, and that's <laughs> that's really wonderful. Hey, I like to um, ask people about Naked Lessons, hard truths that they learned as they came up in business themselves. Something that um, what I find with innovative founders is they don't regret any mistakes. Um, they're usually pretty right. sharing like, okay, got that. Won't, won't do that again. But when you're mentoring um, these business builders, what are the things that you might tell them to really watch out for or be cautious of? Because it was a, you know, naked truth that you learned in your own life. Yeah, no, that you're absolutely spot on. Any of us, um, definitely. I love any opportunity, even if I fail at it. I don't. I I learn from it. So, uh, I had a really harsh. Uh, I had to tear apart one of our companies at one point just due to embezzlement and bad partnership and this and that. So I obviously, nothing will tear apart uh, a company and love and passion and, and take you down for five, four or five years than a bad partnership and because of, of agreements, contracts, you know, get it in writing. And our, our company attorney, I heard him talking yesterday, he reminds me of it all the time. Just even though it's you love the guy and it's just handshake. You need to prepare for that moment when it might not possibly be that way. Even maybe not because of him, maybe a spouse that he has a blind spot and a spouse takes him down and sues him. And that brings in, the, you know, just all of this stuff. So 
make sure, and this might not be, this isn't a sexy answer. This might, maybe not what your listeners, you might want to hear, but make sure all these agreements, and I deal with so many partnerships because we're creating partnerships and creating companies. Uh, we're just a holding company for a huge plethora of companies. I have to make sure these agreements are in place and any contingency is taken into account. Um, I, I definitely would recommend that. You know, there's obviously plenty of mentors on marketing and sales and blah, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. Yes, of course you got to do that. But a lot of people, contracts and agreements are not sexy and people don't want to, uh, they have a lot of misunderstoods in it. They don't want to pay for attorney and legal fees and they don't attack that. So, and it's the quickest thing to destroy any project. Sky, I really value that advice. I'm a big governance person and, you know, also, when businesses are being built, if they don't have like their governance or the, their contracts or their house in order, then and you think you want to exit, it's going to take you years to exit because you now you have to go backtrack on a lot of those pieces. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate what you're saying because I joke and a lot of times I'm like, I'm the person that's like, you're about to be taken. I'm the taken person. Like, I'm going to be like, you're about <laughs> to be kidnapped. Like, <laughs> because I've dealt with risk management so much over my life and and so yeah. much so so you know, my friends and my network, they'll come to me for advice. And I'm like, I don't want to be the the negative person, but I think you're right. You know, prepare for the worst, cover your bases, and then be pleasantly surprised when you don't need to activate any of those triggers. But I'm like, yeah, what's funny is when you're prepared for it, it doesn't happen. It's that whole Kung Fu idea that good, the master never, he doesn't want to fight. And that's, that's why he learns to become a master. Like, so I think once you're prepared, you know, I was an Eagle Scout or Boy Scout and, you know, you be prepared. Right. It doesn't happen at that point. So it's, that's what it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, hey, Scott, it's been absolutely delightful to speak with you. And and I so appreciate you joining us today. If people want to learn more, do more, where should they go and what should they do? The, yeah, the easiest place would be pi.today. Uh, that's for philanthro investors. Uh, it's easy to remember. pi.today will we'll start you on your journey. Well, thank you for that. And again, find Sky on LinkedIn and add him to your network. Hey, to our listeners, um, I haven't told you lately, so I'll tell you again, if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, Building Your Brand, um, Make Business Happen in a Global Economy, go ahead and, and go find it on Amazon. Um, Sky, we wish you nothing but the best, and we hope someday you come back and, and tell us when you have all 10 of your verticals completely filled, filled out. Awesome. Will do, Allison. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Yeah. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon bestselling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.